The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everybody, to The Early Line. We are live right here on SportsGrid on this Wednesday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how are you? Yeah, doing good today for a Wednesday. The streak ended yesterday on seven straight Dinger Tuesday winners. Came up a little bit short yesterday on Avisail Garcia. So as we like to say, Kevin, we will start a new streak. But I am, yes, rested and ready on a Wednesday. No doubt about it. Middle of the week. A lot to get to. We start off with our 7-7 seven and seven top headlines and a lot of relevant football news. We'll start in the world of college football where the alliances are growing. It feels like I'm watching an episode of Big Brother. In an effort to combat the SEC, completely running the rest of the Power Fives and all of college football out of the gym in relevancy here, the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten are going to look to come together to try to combat that SEC. I mean, it's almost like the jokes write themselves here. The College Football Alliance. And we're taking a look and saying, all right, well, what does this actually mean for college football? Clemson is the ACC. Ohio State is the Big Ten. And not too many people really care about what the Pac-12 does in football. So let's all three come together and use our good forces to fight the SEC when the normal college football fan like myself says, why are we fighting the SEC? Join them. Put all the best football teams in one conference and let's all win. TV ratings go up. Playoff ratings would surge. National title interest would be fantastic. So the fact that the SEC is one conference and gaining momentum, three other major conferences like, hey, let's join up together and play each other, and that's going to make the difference, Kevin? I don't know about that. Just nice to see some of these teams that will maybe actually schedule some good games like a real team Uh like Notre Dame does on their schedule. (laughs) We'll keep it moving here, though, with some more at Football, yeah, unbelievable. They didn't make the alliance. Some other football headlines here. How about the Bears? Name Andy Dalton, their week one starter. I love this. They're like, Justin Fields is going to play a lot of the week three preseason. They're like, what about Dalton? No, he's starting week one. He's resting. Get over it. Dalton, Donnie, getting the ball against the Rams come Sunday I night love football. it. I- on that big market out there, I think the Bears organization from front office to coaches to ownership, I think they're getting a real kick out of this stuff. Hey, watch this. We're going to draft a generational <laughs> talent. He's going to show out on the football field. But we're going to tell you repeatedly that this guy, Andy Dalton, is what's best for this football team, regardless of the results that he has in the preseason or the offseason. We're going to boo right. this guy as a fan base the minute he gets up on the field and the Bears sitting back there with that you know, that evil laugh, like, ha, 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 ha. Andy Dalton will start week one. That's what it feels like now, doesn't it, Kev? Oh, it's tremendous content. I love it. I'm bad at it. I'm, we're we're going to get on the Red Rifles uh, rocket here. We're going to ride this ship here. Start Dalton all 17 games at this point. It's too funny. Oh, by the way, uh, Matt Jones might start, actually. Cam Newton, the COVID problem, doesn't know protocols, might have cost him his job here, Donnie. Apparently, inside that organization, they are very upset with Cam Newton. Bill Belichick, with about as little uh, enthusiasm as you could imagine, lets him know that it's a big week for Mac Jones. Here's the big part of this whole, you know, argument. I think they're annoyed a little bit that he's unvaccinated Cam Newton, but looking at the regular season, 
It's apparent now if you have the vaccination and you are a close contact, it doesn't matter. Like they say, okay, you know, you're vaccinated. It's no big deal. You can return right to practice. But if you are Cam Newton and unvaccinated, what happens, Kevin, on a Wednesday during the regular season? If somebody gets COVID and you're, quote, unquote, a close contact, you're not going to play that week. You need to be able to rely on your quarterbacks. This will be an interesting thing to watch. I still think Cam Newton will start game one, but this certainly doesn't help his cause. Radio audience in full effect here. Thanks to all those who are listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio with us on a Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside going through some of the top headlines here. Travis Etienne, we knew he had an injury yesterday. I don't think we expected this, though, Donnie. The first-round rookie running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, done for the season. Yeah, and a lot of people, well, it wasn't a great draft pick, and you never draft running backs in the first round. This is just an odd injury overall. Basically got one, two, or three plays in that Monday night football game versus the Saints. A Liz Frank injury. It's one of the worst injuries you can have for a guy that's built on speed and power and cutting ability. Looks like it's going to be a months-long injury, so they're going to put him on IR, and he's going to effectively redshirt Kevin his rookie year in the NFL. That's a tough blow for Jacksonville. You want to see these guys play, particularly on a bad football team. No doubt about it. Switching over to Major League Baseball here. The Yankees narrowly win their 11th in a row. Araldis Chapman refuses to let things go quietly into the night. Nevertheless, though, the Yanks 11 straight. Donnie. Yeah, it's like flipping a coin into like a water fountain and making a wish right now at the end of baseball games. I have no idea how the Yankees are actually winning since they are walking the tightrope. But once again, winning again. And that's the name of the game. It doesn't matter, Kevin, if you win 11-1 or if you win a game by the skin of your teeth as long as it's a W. And that's what the Yankees are doing now, extending that double-digit win streak. When will it end, Kevin? We don't know. But they look good. The Yankees are doing it. Speaking of never-ending streaks... The Baltimore Orioles. They scored eight runs yesterday and still got absolutely ran out of the ballpark, dropping their 19th game in a row. Yeah, starting pitching over this losing streak, Kevin, a nine. Yes, you heard that correctly, a nine. That gives yourself and your baseball team zero chance at winning games, which is why they haven't won one. And we talked about it yesterday with the Orioles. They had to win that game yesterday against Bundy. They didn't do it. Now it gets exciting here for us watching these ridiculous numbers being put up on this losing streak. 30 in a row is what the people are calling for there. Last headline, by the way, the Dodgers top the Padres. L.A. stays hot. San Diego has only won two of their last 10 baseball games. We're coming on back. We're talking some football to start you off here on a Wednesday morning on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Network. Back right here on Sports Grid, Kevin Walsh 
and Donnie Wrightside. The NFL is providing us plenty of headlines to sink our teeth into here. And there is one that has been coming for a while now. And I believe Donnie and I have been trying to tell the people that this was coming. And, and, and it's that Andy Dalton was going to start for the Chicago Bears. Now, how long until Justin Fields actually becomes their starting quarterback we can discuss that in just a moment here but donnie what is your reaction to matt Nagy stopping the suspense and letting people know that when they line up against the la rams week one sunday night football it'll be andy dalton under center yeah this isn't madden like we're not playing a video game where you just pop in the rookie quarterback you have some fun let him run all over the field and you see if you can win football games this is real life football and if you see a young kid that is the future of the franchise what is the point in rushing him to the starting line when you have an inferior team and an inferior offensive line going against a team that's, quite frankly, one of the NFC leaders in the Los Angeles Rams and also maybe a team that can make a run at the Super Bowl? And, oh, yeah, you're on the road in a dome. You know it's going to be a packed atmosphere out there in Los Angeles. It's not the say for me, Kevin, that Justin Fields can't do the job and he's not more talented than Andy Dalton. I think we all know that. But if you're looking for a young kid to set him up for success – let him get his feet wet in the NFL. Let him travel to a couple of road games. Like put in a couple packages for him during the game to say, you know what? I don't have any butterflies anymore because I've been there, done that. But starting him week one for the Chicago Bears fans, it would be awesome. It would be so exciting. Hey, let's watch our young quarterback go out here and play. But if you're going to put him behind an inferior offensive line where he's not going to be able to make his reads and get into some bad habits because why? He's going to rely more on his athletic ability since he's younger than reading the defenses and anticipating that pass rush. It's a smart move for the Chicago Bears here. Let the kid learn behind Dalton. Let him get inside the playbook. Let him go through game weeks and the preparation it takes to be a professional football player. His time will come. He's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. But his time right now, Kevin, is just not now. The thing is, we knew that they were going to start Dalton. They made that abundantly clear, and yet Justin Fields remained 5-1 to one to an Offensive Rookie of the Year. Where I now am mystified is that he's still 5-1 to one to an Offensive Rookie of the Year and the second choice. A lot of times during a hot or not, we'll ask people, is there value on that number? And there remains no value on Justin Fields when there are quarterbacks booked behind him that look like they're either going to start week one or have a better chance to start the opening week of the season. But I think the bigger question now that we can move past Will Fields, you know, get the ball to start the season is, when does he actually check in? And I think there's two very relevant things for this conversation. The schedule is one, but the second thing that I'll start with here is I think the conversation around Andy Dalton has actually lost the plot a little bit here. We're not talking about Chase Daniel. We're not talking about a career backup who no team actually wants to give the football. Andy Dalton is a guy that only lost his starting spot in Cincinnati because they saw the light at the end of the tunnel to go out there and get the number one overall selection. This is a guy that did win some football games last year in Dallas. He's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league for good reason, Donnie. They're okay starting with Andy Dalton. Again, I'm not telling you that Andy Dalton is going to bring them to the playoffs. I don't really think Justin Fields would be bringing them to the postseason either. That, I think, is part of the reason as well that they're willing to go with Andy Dalton. This is a Bears organization that signed Dalton when they did because they really did believe he was good enough to be their quarterback for a full season. Yeah, and they were in scramble mode too, Kevin, if you remember, because Mitchell Trubisky, who was absolutely not coming back to Chicago, they thought they would be left holding the bag saying, we don't even have a quarterback coming into this season. Let's make sure we get a viable starter in the NFL. And then Justin Fields fell into their lap in the draft, which they probably were figuring on drafting a quarterback later and try to develop him. But the fact that Justin Fields was there, they made another move to go up and take him, which is a great move. You have to find your quarterback in the NFL if you're going to have a successful franchise. But getting back to the Andy Dalton standpoint, you're right. He's a very serviceable quarterback in the NFL. He's sort of caught in the middle now. And also, a lot of things that players will read around the league. Look, I signed with the Chicago Bears, as Andy Dalton said, because they told me flat out, if you put your name on this contract, Andy, you are the starter here in Chicago. 
So if you're a guy that, you know, unceremoniously leaves Cincinnati, you play decent football as a backup quarterback thrust into the starting position in Dallas, you're probably looking for that last go around. Hey, I think I can start in the NFL. I want to go somewhere where I am going to be the starter. The Bears waved their hand and said, hey, we have nobody here that's going to compete with you. And then Justin Fields comes down the road. That's not his fault here. But, Kevin, your point is very valid. As you take a look at the schedule and when the possibility of Andy Dalton being removed as the starter and Justin Fields coming back in, the one thing I think the Bears are going to get extremely lucky with, Kevin, as we take a look and try to equate it to other franchises and their schedules, the Indianapolis Colts, why is it so important for Colts and Wentz to get back under center? Well, their first five to six games are ridiculously tough. That's not the case here with the Chicago Bears. Yes, they open up on the road with the Rams, probably going to be a loss, but you get the Bengals at home. You go on the road to Cleveland Browns, that's probably going to be a loss. You get the Detroit Lions at home. Legitimately, Kevin, they should be 2-2 two and two after four games, mm-hmm. which gives you a little bit more breathing room to take the kid, Justin Fields, a little bit slower, get him ready before you put him into the NFL. Because if they had four straight tough games off the bat and they went 0-4, there's no way they could show for Game 5 at Soldier Field and run Andy Dalton back there out at quarterback, Kevin. And to piggyback off your point, because again, it, they're not benching him after the Rams game. It's not happening. He'd ha- like it'd have to be a Tom Savage performance when that guy got benched at half and they made way for Watson. If Dalton gets the ball the first four weeks and they are two and two, at Vegas, home versus Green Bay, at Tampa, home versus the Niners, at Pittsburgh, where, where are you putting Justin Fields in there? Because then it's a bye week. At this point, Donnie, I think it is more likely that you don't see Justin Fields until week 11 than you see Justin Fields within the first four weeks of the season, which has a massive impact if you are betting this team win totals or futures under the guidelines of Justin Fields is going to carry them there. I think you're going to be waiting a long time until you see him under center. No, and I think you are correct as well. And it's the right way to do it for the health of the franchise. Make sure this kid is right. Make sure he's protected on the offensive line. Make sure he can make the right reads and adjustments pre-snap, Kevin. Because I keep getting back to that one play where they just played the Buffalo Bills where he wasn't ready for a blitz, didn't see it come, and he got blindsided. That was a 15-yard penalty, but they headhunted him. You can get injured Mm -hmm. in football if you don't know what's coming from the defensive side of the football. And I think it makes the most sense to sit him out and play. And also, you know, one of the earlier points that you brought up with the odds here at the FanDuel Sportsbook sitting here where he has a legitimate chance to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Is he going to come in when they're 2-8 and and play the back end of the schedule, no chance at the playoffs, limited, you know, snaps for the season versus some other guys and win that award? I don't think that's going to take place because as you see right there, Justin Fields plus 500. Zach Wilson is going to play every single game for the New York Jets at plus 650, regardless if they win or lose. Trevor Lawrence at plus 350, who is the leader in the pack, he's going to play all 17 games no matter what unless he gets injured as well. That's it. Half the battle. All these football teams are going to be bad, Kevin. So what are you going to look at? Well, okay, Trevor Lawrence threw for 4,000 yards. Justin Fields threw for 2,400 yards. How can he possibly be the rookie of the year on a bad football team with limited snaps? He won't be. That's just, I think, what it comes down to. Now, the next story we have to get to involves the New England Patriots and their quarterback room. But we have some breaking news in the NFL right now as the New England Patriots just made themselves a trade. The L.A. Rams, it looks like they do not want to call Todd Gurley and instead are trading with the Patriots for former first-round running back Sony Michelle in exchange for two late-round conditional draft choices there. Quick reaction, Donnie. Sony Michelle making his way to L.A. to help out that depleted backfield. Yeah, it's pretty clear the front office for the Los Angeles Rams does watch the early line and say, wait a second, this guy Donnie Wright uh, started talking about Todd Gurley. We're about to pick up the phone and give him a call right now. Uh Uh-uh, get on the phone with New England. Let's get a legitimate running back in here. Great move by the Rams. I like it, Kevin. Big time stuff there. That is an exciting move. Fantasy football players, I am sure, pumped up for Sony Michelle to come over in L.A. and get some opportunity. We're coming on back. We're going to talk about Mac Jones and Cam Newton handing the ball off to someone other than Sony Michelle right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. back right here on the early line and we have ourselves again some breaking news straight from the desk of Adam Schefter of course ESPN letting us know that the Patriots and the LA Rams have made a deal where the New England Patriots send over Sony Michelle to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two late round conditional draft picks they are again Adam Schefter first on the story which is why you're always following him I'm sure on all of your social media platforms you should also follow SportsGrid on all of our social media platforms, including at SportsGrid as well as at SportsGrid TV. Keep up to date with all of the latest breaking news and betting information that you need at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Again, some breaking news there, though, Donnie, from Schefter in terms of the Rams acquiring Sony Michelle. Changes up this New England backfield a little bit here, but the biggest question around New England is really their quarterback situation because the Cam Newton story broke and it seemed like okay the guy doesn't know protocol maybe the bigger headline is that Cam Newton is unvaxxed and what people will take away from that but it now legitimately seems like Cam Newton may as very well cost himself his starting job here after a tremendous week two performance against the Eagles it seems like there is some legitimate frustration with this mishap here, perhaps as well as him just not being vaccinated. And it really does provide Mac Jones a week's worth of reps with the starters. And it actually, Kevin, has nothing really to do with getting the COVID-19 virus here. Because if you're looking at the protocols, that is the issue between people that are vaccinated in the NFL and people that are unvaccinated. There's a lot more rules and regulations that go around guys that do not have the vaccination. Testing each and every day, making sure you're testing at the right places. You can't leave town. And if you do, making sure you have these plans laid out and approved by the NFL. But I think you're going to get a snapshot here, Kevin, of what the NFL is going to be like in 2021. The players that are vaccinated, if they are around, you know, a person that has covid or considered a high contact you're look you're going to be out five days and correct me if i'm wrong it's seven days between nfl games so if you're going to miss five days there's a really good chance you're going to miss the game itself but also the other part of it missing practice during the week if you contact it on a tuesday you're going to miss wednesday thursday friday saturday and then maybe get approved back to get on the field sunday without any practice and digging into the game plan that's going to be tough to overcome so if you're mac jones not only are you taking the first team reps this week you know playing in practice playing in a preseason game to show your where I thought Cam Newton was a legitimate chance to have a good season here for the New England Patriots and also Kevin a good season to start because this is one of those things that we talk about like this isn't Cam Newton sits out five days Mac Jones is a starter but we're only going to start in week one because he had an extra five days of practice and then when week two comes around Cam Newton will be back to being the starter that person that starts week one is going to have a legitimate chance to have some success and some success early, Kevin. As we take a look at some of the schedules around the NFL, New England is no different here. You get home against the Miami Dolphins, a good football team. You get them home, you should win that game. You go on the road against the Jets, a bad football team that's 2-0. and Are the Saints good? Sure, but you get them at home in Foxborough. Then you get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, a good football team, but you get them at home at Foxborough. On the road against a bad Texas team. 
Dallas at home, you could win that game. The Jets at home, you can win that game. Look at the start you can have. So if you mm-hmm. give somebody the crack open to you know kick through that door week one, he can have some success, whether it be Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Boy, you should be fighting for your life to get behind center there week one because that could propel your season into being a starter for all 17 games. And that's like the simplest way to put that to people. Home for five of the first seven, your two road games are the Jets and the Texans. Your favorites in six of your first seven football games if you're the New England Patriots here. And this is why right now, like, if you're betting the offensive rookie of the year market for straight value, I don't know how it's anybody other than Mac Jones at 10 to 1. I I don't, because Fields is half the price, and I know Fields isn't starting week one. Zach Wilson plus 650, but the Jets are not supposed to be as good as the New England Patriots here. And Trey Lance also in front of Mac Jones at 7 1. He's not starting this season. Because, Donnie, if I told you that Mac Jones gets the ball week one here for the New England Patriots, I think he has to be the second choice on the board, even in front of a Zach Wilson, even if you think Zach's a better quarterback there, because Mac, to me, would have a real chance to be buoyed by making the playoffs. I can't say that for these other guys here. Lance isn't going to get the ball week one with that Niners roster. Yeah, about 15 years ago, Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. And why do we equate Ben Roethlisberger right over to Mac Jones? It's because you're surrounded by a good football team. Take a look at most of the offensive rookies of the year, Kevin, that we've explained why we like them. Trevor Lawrence is going to play 17 games. The team stinks. He's going to be thrown for a lot of yards in the fourth quarter when the game doesn't matter. That's great for rookie of the year. Justin Fields, if he starts earlier than later, that's a bad football team. They're probably going to be losing a lot in the fourth quarter. You can stack up yards. Zach Wilson, the same exact thing here for the New York Jets. But when you take a look at Mac Jones, you have that different entity now. You're not really asking him to win football games. But if you're talking about a rookie quarterback, Kevin, that starts week one and makes the playoffs, what more do you have to say? I think that almost relegates, you know, Lawrence Fields, Zach Wilson, if Trey Lance plays, outside of maybe Najee Harris having a big year as a running back who's going to be a third down back, or excuse me, all three down back, and maybe the Steelers make the playoffs. You're right. 10-1 to 1 on Mac Jones if he starts week one and they make the playoffs. And keep in mind, Kevin, we're talking about a 17 playoff field, no longer to six, a 17-game schedule. Theoretically, he can win nine games. He can go nine and eight and manage and make it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he has a legitimate chance of being Offensive Rookie of the Year. So that's a 10-to-1 price that if they officially name Mac the starter, I could see it being cut in half. Potentially there, the Pats are going to be a really interesting team. Before we bring up the College Football Alliance, just two more notes here from the NFL side again. Travis Etienne out for the season, a crushing blow for the Jaguars. Again, even if this is going to be a let's settle in, build our culture kind of year, you want Etienne to be a part of that, as well as then Robbie Anderson, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, gets himself a two-year extension for nearly $30 million. Donnie, your thoughts on just a couple of headlines there from the NFL. Yeah, first one, the wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, you know, deserves it. Wide receivers are a big part of the offense, obviously, in the NFL. And also a Matt Rule guy, keep in mind. I mean, they go way back to Temple. You know, we like what Mm -hmm. the guy brings to the table, one of the ultimate deep threats here, if he can stay healthy. It's a nice move, not overly expensive, so a good deal there. But the Travis Etienne one is, is, I don't want to say it's puzzling, because it's an injury is an injury. You get a Liz Frank injury, there's not too much you can do it. That's three to four months, and what are you going to get out of a rookie running back down the stretch? And also, it's not like, Kevin, hey, you know what? Let's get him healthy and save him for the playoffs. Jacksonville Jaguars aren't going to the playoffs. Better safe than sorry. Keep the kid out. Let him be around the football team. Rehab. Get rested and ready. Stay in the weight room. Be ready for next year. But that's a first-round draft pick. We're not talking about, hey, man, this was a fifth-rounder that we really thought would shine on the football field, and we wanted to see what he had. I don't want to say he was buried in the depth chart, but it was always ominous the way Jackson was treating this. Hey, we're going to go out and get this explosive running back from college football. And I think he did deserve to be a first-round draft pick talent-wise. But the minute he was drafted, The Steelers say with their top draft pick in the first round, we're going to use this kid a lot. He's going to dominate. And also the Jaguars saying with Urban Meyer, you know, he might appear on third downs. Nothing really Hmm. made too much sense out of this draft pick, or at least the way, Kevin, they were explaining it to us. So he goes down for injury. And trust me, whether or not their team total is six and a half, that's not going to make any difference whether or not ETM was healthy for the whole year or not playing at all here. 100%. And I am, I've been very critical of the ETN draft pick here. 
But there's no, in my victory laps, to be taken over a guy having a, a, an injury that you couldn't see coming there and costing him his rookie season. Those are separate issues. Now, during Hot or Not, we're going to get to some more college football win totals. But before we do that, an alliance. I adore that this is exclusively being called an alliance. If you type alliance in on Twitter, all that comes up is this college football nonsense here. I don't know when they got together and they said, hey, we must call it an alliance. Nobody is using any other verbiage, and I refuse to do anything other than refer to it as such. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, the SEC, no matter how they, or the ACC, excuse me, no matter how they try to dress this up, we don't know the deal here. They're coming together to try and stay competitive around the SEC, which is seemingly blowing the rest of these conferences out of the water. Yeah, and I don't. I still don't understand it. I, I don't understand the point of it. Now, if it changes college football for the better, I'm all for it here. And if what this takes is, you know, we're not going to play Northwest Central Tech teams being in the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12, we're going to play each other as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to take all those buy-in games that we have and we're going to switch it up to some major impact games, which I am all about if that's going to be the case. But I'm not really sure why they're – you know, making an alliance between these three conferences to combat the SEC. The SEC is the football power. No matter what alliances you make, the SEC is going to dominate the playoff field. They're going to pay, place two teams in that 14 field every single year, and there's not anything you can do about it. So what is the alliance actually for? Like, what are we changing here? Are they trying to bolster their image across the country? Because this alliance makes no sense theoretically. You formed an alliance. You're still three separate conferences. The SEC is one conference. The SEC is the single best football conference in America, and it's not even close. So three other conferences banding together to say, hey, the SEC, we want to make sure that they don't take over. Newsflash. The SEC already took over, and they made a huge power move. The only thing you're going to be lucky about is maybe, you know, showing your muscle here by having a, you know, three commissioners on TV saying we're going to save college football. You know what should happen next for the SEC? Pick up the phone. One quick speed dial. Clemson, you won in the SEC? Oh, you do. Come on over. Ohio State, hey, look, we know you like the tradition of the Big Ten. How about we double your income here? Head on down to the SEC with us. Then what alliance do you have at this point after that as well? It doesn't make sense, the alliance to me overall, Kevin. SEC is dominant. They will stay dominant. This is just for a show, and I don't know what the show is about. Again, it's just like, oh, our outer conference schedules will now be more relevant. Exactly. What? Oregon is playing Ohio State this year. Like, what is this? Basically forcing Dabo to play a real schedule outside of one football game? What is this nonsense here? Like, I, I don't They don't have a joint TV deal. They're like, and July, we'll talk to the irrelevant Big 12. Like, is the Big 12 like, hey, SEC, you want to just make this an alliance? Can we, can we join... Nonsense here. But we'll talk about who's going to win the Pac-12, who apparently has no business ever being in the college football playoff, next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
right, we are back right here on the early line. It is time for some hot or not. And the hottest new wrestling faction, the Alliance, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12. Let's talk some Pac-12 teams here for hot or not with some win totals here. The Oregon Ducks favor to win the Pac-12. A win total of nine for Cristobal and the boys here. Donnie, hot or not, over nine wins for Oregon. I'm actually going to go hot on this one. And it's not because the, the fact is, like, usually you say it's hot because it's easily going to go over the nine or I think there's a legitimate chance at winning ten games. I do. But this is one of those, Kevin, where if I'm going to bet a season-long team total, I want to know that I roughly have a push in my pocket and I also mm-hmm. can maybe, you know, cash that ticket here. And that's the way I see it. There's a couple games that I'm worried about here on the schedule. Because when you take a look, Fresno State opening weekend, obviously that should be a win. At Ohio State, that is going to be a loss on the road. But then you get a softer schedule. And I'm not too high on the Pac-12. I think there's some elite teams, particularly Oregon, out in the Pac-12. They should do some damage. Stony Brook, Arizona, Stanford, California, UCLA, and Colorado. They all should be wins to me. But then you go on the road and play at Washington and also at Utah on the remainder of that schedule. So, obviously, what I'm saying here at this point, there's three losses on the schedule. One of them at Ohio State. I don't think they can win that football game. I really don't. But the other two games on the road, if they can get a split, Kevin, that's that pathway to 10 victories here. Mario Cristobal has done a great job with that team. A lot of wide receivers coming back. You know, some offensive line depth. There's no doubt in my mind there are nine wins on this schedule for me for the Oregon Ducks. So if we have a team total that sits here to minus 110 at nine, I think I have that push in my pocket, basically a free roll to get a win in one of those three tough road games. And I think they can do it. So I'm going to go hot here on the Oregon Ducks out there in the Pac-12, getting that ninth and possibly tenth win. I will say, I feel like, Donnie, you have to tip your cap to the odds makers for setting a lot of these win totals here. Because very often, I do think we're like, hey, looks like a push. And you're trying to figure out, do you lean over, do you lean under here? And that is the question. I think we would both agree, I expect them to win nine football games. So is it more likely for 10? Is it more likely for eight? The one thing I don't love here is that all three of their most difficult games are on the road at Ohio State at UW, and at Utah there. Now, again, as you're absolutely right. You get the UW-Utah split. You'd like your chances at 10. But I still then need to be perfect outside of those three games. I'll go not here. I'd lean towards the under. Doesn't feel likely that this is going to be my favorite win total that we go over from the Pac-12 perspective here. It's a very good Oregon football team, no doubt about it. I know Cristobal has big dreams of taking this team to the college football playoff here. Trust me, I thought about doing the Pac-12 in one fail swoop. Hot or not, they had a chance to somehow make the college football playoff, which probably would have just been a resounding no. Maybe that's why they're in the alliance now. But I, I lean towards an under here for the Ducks, though I think the nine is probably your most likely landing spot here. The USC Trojans, though, absolutely would love to be in the mix here. They lost to Oregon in a very bizarre uh, nat- or conference championship game where Oregon was in because Washington couldn't make it due to COVID. Very odd season for the Trojans, but they have a win total here, Donnie, eight and a half plus money as well to the over for USC. Hot or not, they win nine football games. I think it's very hot here, and it's always odd to see. Hey, how did they do last year? Well, they went five and zero in the season. You know, five and zero in conference play, and five and one overall in the season. They had a good year last year. And what do we talk about a lot when we're taking a look at college football win totals and the prognosis for what we anticipate being a good college football season? I think USC has it because you're talking about one of the elite quarterbacks in the country returning. Now, are we big fans of Clay Helton as the coach? Probably not. Has his, he extended his stay? Maybe a year too late. Yes, but he does have Slovis there and a good offensive line returning here's what i'm looking at on the schedule it's not that hard and you're taking a look at eight and a half which is priced at a plus 105 number i see easily from like i guess i'm missing something nine wins on this schedule san jose state that's a win stanford at home that's a win washington state on the road that's a win oregon state at home that's a win colorado on the road which you know tougher environment but that should be a win so you're telling me i'm opening up here with roughly five wins before i play utah and notre dame which let's just say we give them a loss in both of those. After that, Arizona at home, Arizona State on the road, at Cal, UCLA at home, and BYU at home. Am I missing something here with the 8.5? And, 
Am I overrating Keaton Slovis and that offense and that offensive line? Because it looks like to me, some of these football games, Kevin, if they just are healthy and roll their football helmet out on the field, that should be a victory mm-hmm. for them. Eight and a half plus 105. I love this UFC to- USC total. I think they get over that total fairly easily. 1,000% agree. I- yeah. I've-, I've been looking at it nonstop. I- they're dogs at Notre Dame. And then that's about it. I mean, the Arizona State games probably pick. And again, people think Notre Dame is going to have a down season. And here's the other thing that I like as well. Slovis has a rep underneath his belt of playing at Notre Dame. They had a fourth quarter lead in that football game. That was a fighting Irish team that was ranked ninth in the country at the time of the football game there. And then they only lost by three. Slovis had tremendous comebacks last year. That's a kid that you trust until the clock hits zero. And I again, you're powering through this schedule here, Donnie. Like, how is it not a nine? Like, you feel like, and the fact that it's eight and a half at plus money as well continues to push me towards this over here for the Trojans. It's one of those schedules that I've gone over now, and I keep looking at it like, what am I missing here? And, you, you know, you always try and read up on the teams, read up on the rosters. It's a good roster. Clay Helton, I know that this is a guy who's been taking a lot of slack here, but he's got a 12-3 and record against the Pac-12 over the last two seasons. That's good. It was unbeaten, you mentioned last year before they got to the championship game against Oregon there with a 5-0 and record. So I agree with you. I think USC over the 8.5 as well at plus money. Boy, Donnie, if they offered a flat 8, minus 130 range there, that's a number that I would not mind paying if it did come available. Probably not, though. I want to keep it moving here through hot or not. Today's breakdowns for NFL previews will be the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. And Lamar Jackson gave us a great headline yesterday because there were some conversations, and this is one that's been going around for a while here on Lamar Jackson about whether the NFL has figured him out. He goes, yeah, I don't think that's the case here. I'll put it to you bluntly, Donnie. Hot or not, NFL defenses have figured out Lamar Jackson. Good NFL playoff defenses? Maybe so. NFL defenses on the whole, that's an absolute not. They haven't figured out Lamar Jackson. What's he going to do this year? And I don't want to spoil any of the stuff we're going to talk about later, but he is going to do damage because that's what the Ravens do in the regular season. There's 17 games on the schedule. What's a worst-case scenario? 11 wins, 12 wins for the Ravens. So if my starting quarterback is out here throwing, I don't know, close to 30 touchdowns, running for close to 1,000 yards, and we're winning 12 football games, how exactly did you figure out Lamar Jackson? Now, when he gets in the playoffs and plays a super elite defense on the road and he struggles, like 99% of the quarterbacks in the NFL will do at that point, then maybe they figured him out. But on a season, regular season, heading into the playoffs, they haven't figured Lamar Jackson out. 17-1 to here to win the MVP at FanDuel on the Sportsbook. I don't know if he's MVP caliber because maybe we just take it for granted. <laughs> he ran for 1,200 yards, threw for 30 touchdowns. Yeah, but we've seen that before. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give it to, I don't know, Tom Brady because yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win X amount of games and such, and we just don't want to give it back to Lamar Jackson. They have not, Kevin, absolutely not figured out Lamar Jackson in the NFL. I I love this and hate this stuff. I, I hate it because you people are nuts. I love it, though, because it's so easy to tell you people that you're nuts here. Lamar Jackson is going, I think, to maybe for a full decade just keep breaking people's brains here. Because the thing that people really struggle with with rushing quarterbacks is to appropriately value the rushing aspect of their game. Lamar Jackson's not a pure pocket passer. Exactly! That's how he won the MVP in his second season in the league. And the other thing as well about postseason Lamar, right? He went, by the way, he's been in the postseason all three years of his career. That's, you don't figure a guy out if he continually does that. The game against the Chargers wasn't great. Multiple fourth quarter touchdowns, though. You like to see that. The Browns game, was it bad? Sure. He had 500 total yards of offense on his own. What do you want the guy to do? And then you go through it as well, and you look at what they did last year. They beat the Titans in Tennessee. He had 136 yards and a touchdown on the ground. You know how many quarterbacks in the NFL can do that? 
None. Well, him. One. He's the only one. He is continually breaking the brains of people who follow this sport here because he's not Tom Brady. Oh, and by the way, he completes his passes at about a 65% clip here. You've, nobody's come close to figuring out Lamar Jackson, and they're not going to. Oh, because the top five defense in the NFL in Buffalo held them in check there? Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. I can't wait to expand on the Ravens' upcoming season in our number two. But we're also going to be talking some Cincinnati Bengals. And they also have themselves quite an interesting quarterback in Joe Burrow. It looked like he had a chance to run away with the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Then all of a sudden, Justin Herbert started to make it splash. And then Burrow got injured behind that terrible offensive line, which they opted not to help and instead drafted him a college buddy. Really interesting how all they do now is draft quarterbacks their college buddies. But that is not the point here. Donnie, hot or not, we've got some value on Joe Burrow to an NFL Comeback Player of the Year at plus 700. I need more sizzle, Kev. I need more sizzle on that. Mm. I'm going to go not on this one because if I'm looking at a Comeback Player of the Year, what do I need? An elite team, which means you're going to be heading to the playoffs at least. I need a kid that can sling the football around, which he can. But I also need some like Cincinnati, right? What's the bigger story here this year if we take a look at, you know, Dak Prescott, America's team out here, plus a two to one to win comeback player of the year. So if they win the NFC East, he's going to win that. So then you try to equate it to Joe Burrow at seven to one. Do they have any shot at winning the AFC North? <laughs> if this football team finishes yeah. four and 13 and he has a good season, is that comeback player of the year? You take a look at Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be drafted by everybody in fantasy football. His highlights are going to run repeatedly if he's healthy. Is that going to get it over that no stake and sizzle from Joe Barrow? I don't agree. Not only do I say not, I don't agree, Kevin, that he should be second in the odds race to be comeback player of the year because as you slide that list all the way down, there are much more deserving candidates who can make it onto the front page and say, boy, this guy is playing really well. The Carson Wentz's of the world. Maybe Nick Bosa comes back and has a dominant season. Jameis Winston, if he looks anything like he did on Monday Night Football in that preseason game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, he should be way ahead of him as well. So mm -hmm. comeback player of the year. Can he have a good season? Because, yeah, he's coming back. But absolutely not. 7-1 to and the second highest odds yeah. to win that? I'm out on this, Kev. Look, Joe Burrow last year was very good for this team. Joe Burrow last year had a couple of early season games, especially against Cleveland, right? Like, they kept narrowly losing to the Browns. Yes. I like Joe Burrow. I, I, I'm not sure I'm with everybody that has decided that Justin Herbert is automatically going to be the best quarterback in that class. But Donnie's absolutely right here. I, I can't, it is impossible to get there on Joe Burrow when you look at Dak in front of him. Because the path for Dak is just so abundantly clear. It's hard for me to get excited about Burrow because, as Donnie said, like he's being a quarterback. They need team success, and team success is not likely for Cincinnati. I'll just say, though, this is one of my favorite markets to look at and just laugh a little bit here. Like, when's it 10 to 1 coming back from being terrible? Jameis, 15 to 1 coming back from going to a new football team. My absolute favorite is Sam Darnold. What is Sam coming back from? Being coached by Adam Gase? What an, I will take all your Sam Donald comeback player of the year bets, I promise you. Here of the night is next. Congratulations. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here on the early line, and it is time for Hero of the Night. I don't want to waste any time here, though. I want to get straight to it, because what we have is a sensation, something that is sweeping the nation, and that is the Crate Challenge. Many have tried. Few have been actually able to get it done, but our Hero of the Night was able to accomplish it, and that is, of course, Blue. The Indianapolis Colts mascot here. If you're with us on the television side of things, take a look at this guy getting up and over the crates here. Now, Donna, you were watching this video. You were impressed but wondered if, I don't know, maybe he was a little bit aided by the environment? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's a little bit doctored here because I'm used to seeing, you know, just random people climbing up and just taking horrendous tumbles, figuring that it's impossible to do. So maybe we had some little glue, maybe a little bit more adhesive here. Maybe the giant sneakers here, Kevin. And, and maybe he's just a real cult underneath there. Who knows? I mean, we don't know who this guy is under there. Maybe he is. Maybe he's Circus. Maybe he's Circus Soleil. We, like, this could be a ringer right here. This might not be the absolute mascot for the Colts. I'm worried about this subject here. I need to see this. I need to be in the room to make sure this is actually kosher. But outside of that, it's a very impressive thing because I don't think I've seen anywhere on social media anybody doing it. And now a guy in a Colts uniform. No, no, no. That's a gymnast under there. Maybe it's Simone Biles. Maybe it is. <laughs> it might be a real cult. We we need a full investigation. It yeah. could be anybody. It could be, be, it could be CM Punk. It could be a real horse in real life. I just can't believe it got done. It's a good point. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, though, I probably miss an opportunity to play some clips of people failing at this. Because if you're new to the crate challenge, man, the excitement is not the guys that get it done like this horse that just galloped over this thing, basically cheated the whole way through. It's the people that fall directly on their face from the highest crate. It's it's some tremendous content here. Somebody pay Gabe to go do the crate challenge, please. It would be wonderful, <laughs> wonderful stuff. Up next here on the early line, we're talking to Major League Baseball, hour number two. Sometimes winning just comes down to attitude. Well, that and listening to us 16 hours a day. Just saying. <laughs> With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.